0: Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. After a week off, that didn't necessarily mean to be a week off. We are back with our daily podcast talking all things BYU sports. A lot to catch up on from the week that was in BYU sports. We'll run down some of the bigger news and notes from what happened last week in BYU sports. Catch up on all of that in today's podcast. Uh, BYU softball finding out their postseason destination. BYU men's golf begins regional play today day in Pullman, Washington. Three new BYU basketball players have signed financial aid agreements. Uh, one player released from his national letter of intent. Man, even a BYU football player announcing his retirement uh, offers. <laughs> there's way too much to get to on today's podcast. We'll get too much of it, to as much of it as we possibly can because we are your daily source for all things BYU news. Thanks for joining us. Today's podcast brought to you by your company if you want to be featured on today's podcast with locked on cougars proud to be part of the locked on podcast network please let me know let us know at locked at gmail.com we'd love to represent your brand or your company and have you as one of the title sponsors on this podcast all right with that let's get going this is the locked on cougars podcast for may 13th 2019 All right, guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars. Thanks for rejoining me after a week off. Uh, Last week was supposed to be the best of portion of the podcast. We replayed some of the interviews. Well, I left for California on a family vacation. I had thought I'd set everything up to go uh, pretty smoothly to release each day and come to find out then the first day it all went to crap and i couldn't control much from being on the road in california to do that so we essentially decided just to take the week off so i apologize that was on me for not uh double and triple checking my work to make sure that it was ready to go last week. So apologies for no podcast for over a week now, but we are back. We're we'll going every day up through the football season and on in straight into the future. It's going to be a lot of fun. But my apologies once again for a week that didn't necessarily mean to be taken off with the podcast, but we did it anyways. I did enjoy a vacation with my my wife and my children to Southern California. Disneyland with young kids is absolutely magical. It was a great time. So that was great to enjoy that, but I'm glad to be back here with you guys talking BYU Sports. And boy, howdy, did a lot happen while I was on hiatus I guess I should say with the podcast for a week so let's get going right now let's talk first off some BYU basketball news and that is that the BYU basketball team has announced last week they have signed three former UVU players to financial aid agreements to join the BYU basketball programs uh, two big men in Richard Harward and Wyatt Lowell who have been rumored to transfer to BYU have both signed their financial aid agreements They'll have to sit out this next season barring getting an NCAA hardship waiver which doesn't seem likely, and they'll play for BYU in 2020-21 is when they'll finally be able to suit up for the Cougars. And then also, um, high school signee Trey Stewart from American Fork High School was released from his national letter of intent with the UVU Wolverines and is signed with BYU he would be eligible if he were to enroll currently, but he's got a mission call for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, headed to England so he will not be in a BYU uniform for at least two years, it appears but, man, you talk about a kid that can dunk the basketball? If you ever watch his film it is a dunk highlight reel and Congratulations to all three players, plain and simple. And I know that there's BYU fans and even some former BYU um, administrators, I guess you could say, people connected with the BYU basketball program who are a little miffed that BYU was out there saying that, hey, we're going to expand our recruiting profile, and it's gone as far as College of Eastern Utah with Blaze Neal, the former Lehigh High School standout, agreeing to sign with BYU after one year playing for USU Eastern. I know there's some consternation with that, but BYU is expanding that recruiting sphere. Uh, Reports last week that Mark Pope went to West Africa, to the country of Mali, to visit the parents of Wasatch Academy prospect Matty Sissoko. So he is traveling quite a bit. He's going to Europe later this month, if he hasn't left already, to examine some prospects overseas. So... I understand that in the short run, a lot of guys coming over from UVU, et cetera, don't make it look like they're doing much more than what the former staff of BYU was doing. But one thing I need to be very clear about is these three players, speaking of Wyatt Lowell, Richard Harward, and Trey Stewart, are all guys that BYU should have had on their radar. Uh, Harward a little different because he was developed so well by Pope and Chris Burgess, their ability to develop big men, but the other two were guys that BYU absolutely should have been in, in on and weren't or just had fallen behind UVU. So I feel like there's plenty of talent coming to BYU with these guys committing to join the BYU basketball program. and. I think there are going to be um big contributors for BYU when they are eligible to do so. Uh Wyatt Lowell averaged 10.8 points, seven point rebounds. Excuse me, sorry, I apologize. That was not Lowell, I'm not speaking Hard word of hardware. I'm speaking of averaged 10.8 points, seven point rebounds, and he shot 67.9% from the field in 18 games. Um he will have two seasons of eligibility remaining. Wyatt Lowell. Comes in after shooting nearly forty percent from three for BYU as a six foot ten, almost three guard. I, he's very much in the mold of the modern basketball game, where he's just a tall, long, lean athlete who can put it on the floor, can play all over the floor, and also can shoot it. Um, averaged four point six points and two point six rebounds per game while shooting thirty seven point six percent from three point territory and route to getting whack freshman of the year honors. So. Two big guys at BYU can rely on going forward with an especially thin front court. I'm interested to see how they develop. Trey Stewart will be back after a mission. If he brings his athleticism as a dunking ability, he is going to be a fan favorite in Provo. And then, of course, uh, the rumor is and it's been reported that Jake Toulson will be joining BYU at some point as a graduate transfer. That is not official yet, nor do I think it's necessarily the biggest... um, Concerned to make it official ASAP. I know that BYU is willing to wait it out, make sure that everything's in order before announcing his addition. And like like I said, I understand there's some consternation about the current staff and their relative lack of reaching out in terms of recruiting. But I think they're doing one thing very important is they're locking down what they can in Utah Valley and the nearby surrounding region. And that's a smart deal. If you can get guys who contributed to a top 25 win team at Utah Valley and Orem, yeah, make them drive the five miles and join the BYU basketball program. I think it's a great pickup for BYU basketball. Well, consequently with all this news coming out about the guys joining the BYU basketball program is that incoming Freshman Bernardo da Silva has been released from his national letter of intent. He'll be looking to play elsewhere. Uh, it's not to say that BYU couldn't re recruit him if they decided to, but I know that the, with the three additions they have so far and an expected addition of Jake Toulson, it probably puts them under a scholarship crunch, especially dealing with the fact that they have to play without a scholarship this year due to those NCAA sanctions levied by the NCAA against the BYU basketball program. So, Bernardo da Silva, Silva, best of luck to him in his next. Next uh, basketball journey, wherever that is, I, I know they said the, uh, his coach down at Wasatch Academy said he was on an official visit to UC Irvine, an NCAA tournament team out of the Big West. Wouldn't be a bad landing spot for him, but we'll see where he ends up. And I feel like all in all, with all this news coming about the BYU basketball program, is that they're getting talent, plain and simple. And I think one other point I wanted to bring up here is could Yoli Childs be coming back to BYU? Uh, of course it, it's a pipe dream at best in my mind. I think Yoli Childs is very much dead set on going to play uh, professionally, wherever that is. But Chris Burgess is on Duck Gottlieb's All Ball Podcast and said, this is the quote, I don't know, Coach Pope has been really, wor- really working hard to really educate him, speaking of Yoli Childs, as best he can about the whole process. Coach Pope was a late second-round pick in the NBA draft and somehow fought and clawed his way into a contract after contract year by year. So what better coach to talk to in terms of how he made it in the NBA? Well, that quote, I know some people construed it as, well, he's working on him to bring him back to BYU. It would be a massive, massive get if they could get Yoli Childs to withdraw his name from the NBA draft process and come back to BYU for a senior season. I don't necessarily think that that quote makes it definitive that they are actively trying to get him to come back, but if they're trying to educate him, and part of that education is, hey, we really feel like if you have one more year working with us, we could really get you somewhere, that might be something that might be appealing to Yoli Childs, but let me reiterate... I don't think it's going to work. I think Yoli Childs is dead set on going professionally. All right, we will step aside here, come back on the other side talk some BYU football news and notes as we try to catch up here on the podcast from the week that was last week in BYU sports. Offers thrown out all over the place. Um, Some news about a BYU running back entering the NCAA transfer portal that yours truly broke last week. A lot to get to. We'll talk about all of that next right here on the Locked on Cougars podcast. But real quick, a reminder for you guys, when you do get in your vehicle, make sure to plug in your smartphone, your smart device and tell it to play podcast Locked on Cougars. That way you always stay up to Day with the latest in BYU news that we always know what's going on in BYU sports uh, this podcast is here for you each and every day we want to make sure that you are the smartest guy in the room when it comes to BYU sports for so a reminder for you guys when you are trying to get around making your commute to work dropping the kids off wherever they need to go just tell your smart device play podcast locked on Cougars and if you are looking for a new podcatcher for this podcast check us out on the Himalaya podcast app all right more in a moment this is locked on Cougars we You are Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Still looking for show sponsors. as we enter the summer months, getting ready for football. If you are interested in advertising with our podcast, we've got very competitive rates. Would love to represent your brand or your company and have you as a title sponsor on this podcast. Please reach out to me at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Let me know your thoughts on the podcast and how we can help go about advertising your your business, your product, whatever you got to thousands of BYU fans. We've got thousands of unique downloads each and every month, every week, every day. We'd love to help you guys get the word out about this podcast, so please let me know if there is some way we could help represent your brand or company. All right, BYU football time. Let's start off with the good news is that Tyson Williams has been accepted to BYU. His announcement is official. He's going to be joining BYU as a graduate transfer. I know we talked about on the podcast before we left off for a week that there was some concern about him getting into a graduate program. It appears that it was all put to rest. He got into a graduate program and best of luck to him. I really feel like they, the BYU football staff believes he can be BYU's lead running back in his lone season of eligibility for the Cougars. We'll see if that ultimately bears out. There's a long way to go between now and game one against Utah in August. He's got to get here on campus first off. He's got to stay in shape. He's got to get to know the playbook. He's got to get to know his teammates. So many different variables that go into it he's got to stay healthy that's a big part of it as well but I think the good news is for BYU fans is that Tyson Williams is admitted to BYU the graduate transfer is going to be part of the BYU football program he wanted to be here and I think that's a positive development for BYU and I think that it it makes me heartens me I guess I've been very harsh on BYU's admissions as you guys know on this podcast I feel like they are playing kind of a uh I don't know how to describe it, just a hard, they're playing hardball, that's the way you put it, hardball with the BYU athletic department in a lot of ways, but I'm glad they've relented a little bit, it looks like, in allowing guys to get into school, and I'm not trying to disparage Tyson Williams or Emmanuel Asupa's work in college. They both have four-year degrees from other universities. uh, Supa coming from Rice, one of the elite academic institutions in the world, and also South Carolina, excuse me, he started out at North Carolina, speaking of Tyson Williams, but transferring to South Carolina, which is also no slouch in the academic department. They both come to BYU with four-year degrees and I'm glad that they are enrolled in graduate programs at BYU and eligible to compete and contribute for BYU in 2019. The running back position group for BYU all of a sudden looks quite deep, quite strong at least for one year with the addition of both Emmanuel Asupa and Tyson Williams. I feel like those two players, Emmanuel Asupa being more of the thunderback, the big bodied back, Tyson Williams, more of your speed back. And he's not necessarily the smallest guy either. He's got some size to him as well. And then you also have Lopini Katoa on the roster. I think you've got a three headed monster in particular there with those three guys that could very much be beneficial to BYU in 2019. So that's my first thought is congratulations to Tyson Williams on 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 his getting enrolled into BYU, Emmanuel Asupa, by addition, also needs to be credited with that. BYU did lose a running back, it appears, and it's not all that surprising to hear, and I broke this news on my Twitter feed, at Jacob C. Hatch, that Ula is in the NCAA transfer portal. Doesn't mean that he could necessarily rule out a return to BYU. He's got a lot of things to make up if he were to rejoin the BYU football program, but I would expect that as as it stands currently... He is headed elsewhere, not sure where. I think Utah State could be a natural landing spot for him to reunite with Gary Anderson, who he committed to out of high school with Wisconsin before embarking on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but we'll see. I'm interested to see um, where it ultimately shakes out for him, if he goes FCS level, if he decides to transfer to a Division I program, an FBS program. Uh, it's it's unfortunate he wasn't able to capitalize on his opportunity with the Cougars, but we wish him nothing but the best as he moves forward with that. Of course, BYU threw out a number of offers during the week that I had off with the podcast. Like I said, on accident, we ne- we didn't ne- mean to take a week off, but it happened and I own it. It's, it's on me, plain and simple, but thanks for bearing with us during that week off. I know some of you reached out and said you missed the podcast and we are back, but I'm interested to see what happens. With the BYU football program now with that running back position group solidified, I really feel like the 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 team as a whole is very deep. Um, the quarterback position doesn't have many questions. The offensive line might be the best biggest strength of the football team overall in my mind. Wide receivers, they will always be a question mark, but I think there are some proven options there that could step up and help out BYU. Tight ends should be good to go for the Cougars. And now with the running back position group really solidified, I feel like BYU very much finds themselves in an advantageous position heading into the summer, getting ready for fall camp. We'll see if it if it shakes out that they're able to exercise their demons and also Just be able to um, overcome what they're going to face in the first four games. They're the only FBS program to face four Power 5 opponents in the first four weeks of the season. Of course, kicking things off with Utah on August 29th. Then facing off against Tennessee, Washington, and USC. Very interesting setup all the way around for the Cougars, but I do feel like this is an underrated roster heading into the season. Do I think that it's going to yield a 10-win season? It's a little pie-in-the-sky-ish for me at this point, but I really do feel like this is an underrated team right now, and I really feel like they are going to be able to compete in... Every game this year, and that includes Utah. I feel like Utah is probably the best team on BYU schedule as it stands right now. Probably would have Washington number two. They have some question marks. There's all question marks about all these different teams, and we're going to start breaking them down in depth here on the podcast weekly as we gear up towards the season. I'm entering the latter half of this month and now into June and July. We'll start breaking that stuff down, but. Very interesting to see what happens with the BYU football program, but I am very bullish right now on the talent level on this roster and, Call me a homer, call me what you will, but I really feel like this is a, a deeper, more balanced roster than BYU has had in quite some time. And it's a credit to Kalani Satake and his staff. They've hit the recruiting trail hard. They did a good job getting graduate transfers in where they needed them to. We'll see if it carries on. Uh, before we take a break here, I do want to give some congratulations to Ezekiel Ansaw or Ziggy. He has signed a one-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks, expected to make somewhere around seven to nine million dollars with Seattle. It's a team that's rebuilding their legion of boom defense. And if Ziggy can stay healthy, he's going to get a featured role with the Seattle Seahawks. Of course, they traded their star pass rusher Frank Clark to the Kansas City Chiefs earlier this offseason. So this is a big opportunity for Ziggy to make an impression. Here's hoping after six years with Detroit, he made one Pro Bowl in the one season he stayed healthy all year long. He's got all kinds of talent. We've all seen it from Ziggy, and it would be cool to see him really capitalize on that, have a healthy year, and earn himself a long-term deal in the NFL. He made $17.1 million on a a, uh, franchise tag last year with Detroit, so he's got plenty of money in the bank. There's no doubting that, but he can continue to get more money if he can show a good season this year. Um, John Clayton, one of the more well-respected voices in the NFL, of course lives up in the Seattle area. Says Huge move by the Seahawks to sign Ziggy Ansah. They get a Pro Bowl defensive ender to replace Frank Clark at the Leo position. Despite his shoulder problems, he goes to team where he's the number one pass rusher and could cash in on a 10-sack season. Perfect fit. I think that's awesome. Best of luck to Ziggy Ansaw. I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan, so I hope he has success in the other 14 games that he doesn't play against San Francisco. Well, who am I kidding? Go out and get your 10 sacks. Get 15 sacks, Ziggy. Go make your money. I'm proud of that, young man. It's an awesome story. I think that's a Hollywood movie written all over it one day, but we'll see how it all shakes out. If he continues to have a good NFL career, more and more people are going to get drawn to that story, and maybe one of them, maybe just one of them, will decide to make it into movie that I think it should be. Alright, we'll take a time out here, come back on the other side, catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports, BYU baseball having a good weekend. They have moved up to the national rankings. BYU women's softball won the WCC title, found out where they're going for the NCAA regionals. BYU men's golf also taking part in NCAA regionals. A lot to catch up on the BYU quote-unquote Olympic sports. We'll do that next for you. But a reminder for you, excuse me real quick, to check us out on the Himalaya podcast app. They're a proud partner of the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Cougars. If you are looking for a new podcast that has all kinds of new features, all kinds of money behind it, always rolling out new developments, check out the Locked On Cougars podcast on the Himalaya podcast app. I was traveling to and from Southern California driving this past week, a lot of driving, 10 hours both ways. I listened to multiple podcasts on the Himalaya podcast app and it gave me no problems. It was a great feature. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I've really started kind of moving some more of my habits with my podcast over to that app. I would encourage you guys to check it out as well. Fantastic new options being developed all the time with Himalaya. I would encourage you to take a minute and check it out. So check us out the Locked On Cougars podcast on the Himalaya podcast app. More in a moment. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast. As we close out today's edition of Locked On Cougars, thanks again for taking the time to download the show. Please continue to subscribe, rate, and review. I know a week off might have thrown some people off of their normal habits of listening to the podcast, but hopefully you guys continue to subscribe, rate, and review. It just takes about a couple of moments to get that updated, and I really do appreciate you guys taking the time to download things. Let's start off with BYU Men's Golf. They are in action today in the Pullman, Washington Regional of the NCAA Men's Golf Tournament. Best of luck to Pete. Peter Quest and his teammates as they look to build on a pretty good season overall and make the NCAA tournament. Uh, They've kind of faded down the stretch here in the final month of the season. They did win their home invite in the BYU Ping Cougar Invitational, but here's hoping that they can have good showing up there in Pullman and make a run cool to see Peter Quest in the Deseret News by the way, a great piece on him uh, from Jeff Call talking about he wants to come back to BYU he's one of the top players in the college game right now, but he wants to come back to BYU for his senior season, get his degree in hand, and then go chase professional golf, I think that's pretty admir- admirable, especially when you consider he's not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints so best of luck to him, he's also going to be participating in the United States Arnold Palmer Cup team. It's a Ryder Cup-style tournament against players from Europe and the world against players from the United States. He was an automatic qualifier as we detailed earlier, this, earlier during the season that he made that team. That's coming up as well. Uh, BYU Women's Softball won their 6th straight West Coast Conference Softball Championship. Uh, they've won every championship since the conference was formed to for softball 6 years ago. It's their 11th straight conference championship overall. It's a dominant program. Not the strongest team this year, but they still took home the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament, and they'll be headed to Stillwater, Oklahoma to face off against Oklahoma State, and also be joining Arkansas and Tulsa in that Stillwater Regional. It's their 15th straight NCAA tournament appearance. What they're trying to avoid this year is yet another year of going out in the NCAA Regional. There's only been one team in those in these 15 years that has made the Super Regional for BYU. They'll be looking to upset and make it to that Super Regional, but the deck is stacked against them. Best of luck, though, all the same to the BYU women's softball team. The schedule, the broadcast plans are not out yet. We'll get those to you as soon as we have them. And the last thing for you guys is BYU, BYU Baseball. Speaking of the Cougar Cats. They had a great weekend. They won their series over San Francisco two games to one, and they brought their bats in the two wins, and their bats went silent in the loss. They won the first game 20 to 3, lost 9 to 1 in the middle game, and then finished things off Saturday with a 17 to 9 blowout of San Francisco. Uh, congratulations to BYU Baseball. They continue to rock it. They're now 33 and 14, 17 and 7 in conference, still number one in the West Coast Conference. They're closing in on a tournament birth for the WCC tournament and they probably at this point in my mind and I'm no bracketologist when it comes to BYU baseball and the NCAA baseball tournament but with only four games remaining I really feel like BYU is really locking up at least an at-large bid for themselves regardless of how things go the rest of the way with the WCC tournament etc but they will face off against Utah in their final meeting of the Desert First Dual Series of this season tomorrow night in Salt Lake City at Smith's Ballpark before heading to Santa Clara, California to f- close of the season at Santa Clara at Stevens Shot Stadium. That'll be Thursday through Saturday. So, big weekend ahead for BYU Baseball. They also did move up in the national rankings, number 23 and number 24, pending which poll you look at. So, congratulations to BYU Baseball. This has been an awesome season. They've really turned things around and it's a credit to all of the players and athletes and the coaches on the BYU Baseball program. They did a lot of off-season work in terms of shaping up the roster. The pitching hasn't been this good since 1969 according to an article I read last week just awesome to see so congratulations to BYU Baseball alright that's the podcast for today thanks again for bearing with us during the week off like I said something that was beyond my control and something I could have controlled, but I didn't. So I apologize once again for the week off, the unexpected week off. But we are back doing this podcast each and every day, building towards the season. Uh, BYU Media Day, not far off. I think we're just over a month away. That's crazy to think about, but BYU football is on the way. So get ready for that. We'll have it all covered for you right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. A reminder for you guys, we are looking for sponsors on the show. If you'd like to feature your brand or your product on the show, let me know. Locked On Byu at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Locked On Cougars. You can follow my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. Always love hearing from you guys. Feel free to drop me a note anytime. And like I said before, we took that hiatus last week. Starting next week, we're going to start having fans host the show. So if you want to host this show, you want to be a host for a day, I'll bring my equipment to you. We'll knock out a podcast together 20 to 30 minutes. Quick, easy, we're done talking BYU sports. Let me know. Hit me up on social media. Hit me up on email. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to get you guys as featured co-hosts here on the podcast. Once again, if you want to host this show, let me know. I've had a couple people reach out, and they're already on the list, but we're looking for more. would love to have you guys and have your voice on this podcast because it is a podcast for you BYU fans. Thanks again for joining me. We'll catch you tomorrow. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for May thirteenth, 2019. back.